Welcome to the Industrious You Podcast, where we discuss the grit and vision it takes to set goals and destroy them with people who are doing it themselves. We'll focus on business and finance, personal wellness, and leadership. For only when we're well-rounded and whole can we live the lives we see for ourselves. I'm your host, Creighton Hayes. Hey guys, welcome back to Industrious You, the podcast. After several weeks of procrastination and complacency, uh, finally back with a quarantine edition of the of the show. So uh, today, diving into uh, the personal wellness uh, aspect of Industrious You, and I chatted with my little brother Reese, uh, and we talked about grief and bereavement and dealing with the loss of a loved one, specifically our father, uh, who passed away back in 2002. This was something that, uh, we really haven't ever talked about with one another. Uh, we've never had a conversation about, you know, uh, how our upbringings and childhoods, uh, differed or where they were similar and how we handled, uh, grieving for our father and then, you know, getting over or, uh, coming to accept the fact that he was no longer with us. So, uh, we decided to just sit down and do that this time. And then kind of some of the things that, you know, we did on our own and then that other people did for us, um, you know, that helped us accept, accept the fact that, that he wasn't going to be with us anymore and, you know, kind of, um, how we got to where we are today. So I think it was really cool for me to hear from him, uh, you know, 18 years after the fact, um, how he managed then and how he is still managing. And then I think likewise for, for myself just to go, uh, internal and think about, how I did and what I did, um, and have that conversation. So I hope you enjoy this episode. It's slightly more somber, I would say, uh, but also uplifting. Like I think we found, uh, some really good points in this. So if you've experienced loss, uh, or inevitably one day, if you, when you unfortunately do, uh, I hope this helps. We had a great chat and I hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Hey dude, thanks for coming on the show today. I really appreciate you. I'm so excited to be here right now in my own house. <laughs> it feels uh, it feels special though, doesn't it? It's like you know you're in your very nice like homey living room. I'm in my very government issued Motel Six ish room. Uh, one feels like a home, and the other is more of like a uh, a cave, if you will. But it looks good. I like the ambiance we're setting here. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. Me too. This this quarantine edition of uh, of the Industrious You podcast. Yeah, this is the first one. I've really been uh, a nasty, lazy version of myself during this whole thing, <laughs> uh, and this is the first time I've put two and two together. But um, I was talking to to my buddy Kento the other day, and he was you know talking about how how cozy my flat was. I think we were talking like uh, doing like at home workouts or whatever, and I told him that I feel like my room is uh, and granted you've never seen it in person but feels like it's a hobbit hole and that I'm Gandalf sized like it's it's like that you know it's very it's very small like I'm I'm only like you know a foot too short to be able to touch arm to arm across the room but it's pretty my funny. apartment is also like a hobbit hole but I am hobbit sized so I like it it's nice well hey so as you know and no one listening knows Today, at least in the States, I'm one day past, but it's what you have coined Bill Day uh, or April 10th being uh, Dad's birthday. Um, And 
I wanted to sit down and chat and talk uh, kind of during this time, you know, um, while everyone's just kind of like locked down or in this really weird style of life, um, kind of talk about dad a little bit and just talk grief and bereavement and how growing up uh, with the like, gr- you know, great memories of of a father uh and then some good uh, male role models later in life, like helped kind of just build who we are, you know, define our, our childhood and, uh, you know, now adulthood. Um, I think the, the first thing to do before I, I let you kind of run with it is define the two terms. So grief being like the cause or occasion of keen distress or sorrow. Uh, so I think grief being like the very near term after after a key incident, right? And then bereavement being uh, a period or mourning, uh, a period of mourning after or especially after the death of a loved one. So kind of the longer term uh, mourning and resolution of that grief, if you will. So um, I'd like to hear kind of initially, and maybe this is difficult because you were six and I was nine uh, when dad passed away. Um but if we go back to, to 2002, what was, and I think we grieved probably pretty similarly at that point in time, but what do you remember from, from that time, from the, you know, the moment we got the news, um, outside the hospital to like, you know, the next couple of days? Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really weird. So I remember, I remember you, me and mom being at the house in Memphis. And this is a, like a very vivid memory. And I, I don't know if it's real or not, which, which is weird. Cause I don't know when this movie came out, but I remember sitting on the couch and seeing a trailer for, um, that like American haunting movie. Okay. With, uh, the bell, Witch. do you remember that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I don't, was it called an American haunting? Sorry. I gotta, I gotta look this up. Cause again, I have this, yeah, that came out in 2005. So it's probably not an accurate memory. I don't know why I remember that, but yeah. I do. So anyway, I remember seeing that on TV and then getting a um, mom getting the call and then us just being whisked away to, to Nashville like yeah. right away. Um, and then I remember being in the hospital for a while. Um, I don't have a whole lot of memories there, but uh, one of them that sticks out is mom or somebody went and brought back uh, this Spider-Man, the board game. Do you okay. remember that? I don't remember that. Someone brought Spider-Man, the board game, <clears throat> for me, because I was obsessed with Spider-Man and continue to be. Yes. But, um, <laughs> so I remember, like, sitting on the floor of the waiting room at the hospital, wanting to play the game, but no one really wanted to play with me, <laughs> which makes sense. <laughs> So that's a, that's about all I remember of the hospital, and then I guess my next memory is the next day when uh, I guess it was a nurse like took us out onto that balcony, yep. the three of us, you, me, and mom, and yep. told us the news. And that's about all I remember of that. And then the next thing I remember is I guess the funeral, which is probably pretty quickly after that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. So I think. I've got the benefit of age there and uh, remember a little bit more of like the actual events. So the first thing I remember is I was in the kitchen in the the Raspberry house, the Memphis house, 
And uh, I think I think mom had friends over. I don't know if it was the Cothrans or another family, but there was somebody else in our home at that time. And uh, mom gets a call, starts like kind of getting hysterical, right? And then you're right. Like we just get like, hey, boys, let's go. And I think like mom probably shoved some underwear in a backpack. And then like we got in the car and started driving to Nashville, right? Um, so that that part is like dead on. I don't know about the Spider-Man, like seeing one in the future probably didn't happen. But uh, I remember us getting getting to Nashville and um it was already pretty late that night we were at the hospital for a little bit of time uh but then you know crashed at dad's apartment uh and i think we did that like two nights um and then then you know two or three days later uh i think they were like grief counselors they were like it was an older santa looking guy and a an older woman but you're right they took us out to took us out on that balcony and you know just kind of told us and then just let us sit there and you know it processed it how we could i guess and i don't know how many days later uh the the funeral happened um but that was a a pretty vivid one too right it was at the the old gallatin church of christ that grandmother and uh dad had been like members of probably since the beginning of time um and uh you know everyone that as always happens when we go back to gallatin like people out of the woodwork like oh wow so great to see you it's like dude i have no idea who you are (laughs) Um, (laughs) like i don't know if you expect us to be friends but i don't know who you are uh and that that happened right and then uh and that was kind of it i don't think we stayed in nashville much longer um the last thing i remember is going back to to dad's house because uh or apartment because um what he died on june 6th uh and then mom was like finding all the birthday gifts that were headed my way you know a couple it's supposed to be heading my way a couple of days later uh so then getting those like uh dad (laughs) dad uh at the time like nine i was super unathletic like i was a tubby little kid like and you could tell uh through the gifts dad wanted me to to start finding some athleticism do you remember what he got you yeah i one was a nice wooden wake or uh what are they called it's not a wakeboard but the stuff you you know always in destin they slide them in like the Uh, a boogie board no 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 the ones on the oh a skimboard skimboard so one was a skimboard it was it was like really cool design and nice looking i do remember Um, that yeah yeah and then um and then there were there was a nolan ryan baseball card um and there was one other baseball card i can't remember but they were like old school like elite baseball guys and they were in like thick plastic protectors uh they weren't rookie cards but they were definitely like older and like more valuable than nothing cards you know um and then the last one that i remember was like a little model of a model t ford um yeah and so those are the the four things that I'm for sure remember. You know, a couple of baseball cards, the skimboard, and then the, the model, <laughs> the model, model T Ford. Um, 
but yeah and then after that had like <laughs> the saddest birthday ever uh a couple yeah, when we, that's rough. whenever we got back to memphis um and you know mom had like a couple of my friends and their families over and i remember that's when we got a uh a playstation one um which was definitely before our time like uh i think we had an n64 and that was within like our our gaming capabilities, but the PlayStation one was like too advanced for, for my little mushy brain at that point in time. <laughs> uh, and I don't, I don't think we ever really got into it too much. I um, remember that thing collecting dust in your closet. Yeah. 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 So, so wait, that's, that's interesting though. So was it, cause I, I really don't remember. Was it like the night that we went to the hospital? Was that not the night that he died? Was there no. another night? I'm pretty confident there was another night. And if there wasn't, wow. it was like later in the afternoon the next day, right? Like, and the, the only reason I say that, uh, that I think there was another night is because I remember w- just sleeping once. And then another time I remember sleeping, uh, and it could have, I guess it technically could have been the same night, just two different memories of that night. Um, but falling asleep on like that nasty green couch in the living room, uh, mm-hmm. and Papa Hayes being on the floor going through all these documents. Um, oh, wow. and I just remember that, like him, like semi-circled spread of all the documents around him and, and going through that. That's why I think it was two nights. Um, and I remember a lot of a lot of waiting. So I don't know. I just thought that it, it had to have played out that way, but maybe not a hundred percent sure. So um, has mom ever told you about her? I'm putting air quotes up. Vision in the apartment the night that he died. No, but I'm curious because mom goes on some weird things like that. Yeah. So yeah, mom is very open to the the spiritual world. Know. The spiritual world, yeah, yeah, um, which is funny. I don't think she is anymore, but she she used to be for sure. Yeah, but she's told me on more than one occasion that this happened. That the night that he died, she she saw because we were sleeping in his room and on his bed, mm-hmm. and she was in um, in the living room on the couch, probably on that gr- <laughs> gross green couch. Yeah, yeah. And the she saw the bathroom light go on and heard the water running, and so she got up and came to check on us, thinking that one of us was in the bathroom. And she says that just for a split second, she saw Dad brushing his teeth, but then he just was gone. Like, it was like, it was just like that. And she doesn't know if it was a dream or not, but it was the night that he died and we were in his apartment and she remembers seeing that and I just think that's wild like that's I mean it's weird that he was brushing his teeth I guess but still it's an interesting story yeah and I wouldn't doubt it with her all of her other paranormal spooky doings yeah yeah Hmm. that's interesting so with that what and you know feel free to fast track this and go you know fast forward as much as you want but what was the then you know the next several days months you know years after that what have been kind of ways that you know you've approached that initial grief or the loss of dad and you know and and have like learned to live with it and you know kind of developed uh acceptance of it what have been, what would have been some of your methods for that yeah so i talked to mom about this too because i really have very little recollection of the time after the funeral until you know just like the the time after that but I know that I remember 
uh, her putting both of us through um, counseling. Yeah, I definitely remember that. But I don't. I really don't remember much of it at all. Like all I remember is that we would play Brick Breaker at this yeah. this guy's office. Yeah, and I just kind of had this memory of playing Brick Breaker and just kind of this dissonant voice from behind me talking to me. Yeah, but I don't remember what he was talking about or what you know. I don't remember what I said. I don't remember none of that. I just remember playing the game and hearing a man's voice. Yeah, and you know, it's it was like literally only two or three years ago that I asked mom about it and she said that we were we did that for about a year and and it's so funny because I, I only remember going like I only remember the one time basically <laughs> uh, so I think I think that helped I think that must have worked really well yeah. because I don't remember much of it um, and so I think that was probably a good thing for her to do and, and she told me that like after a year that the therapist told her that we were pretty good and didn't need to keep coming back yeah um, and so she took us out of it but I ended up I was about I don't know between like 13 and 15 where I think it really hit me and that's kind of when I went through my <laughs> what I would call my grieving process sure. was when I was in my teens. And I'm sure, you know, puberty and my hormones had a lot to do with that. But that's when it, like, really hit me the hardest. And I was crying, like, every day. And mom put me in – well, I, I asked mom to put me in therapy again. Um, and she did. And I, I did it – that ended up not sticking. I didn't – I only went once or twice, and it just wasn't – that wasn't for me, you know, at that point in my life. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, that was a really tough, like one or two years in my teenage years when, uh, I just wasn't processing it very well. And I was really angry, which makes sense. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was tough. And, um, and then it was like after that, so I moved from like grieving about dad to then going into my sort of rebellious stage where everything mom did was awful and I hated her for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was, yeah, I don't, like, from the time I was six until I was, like, you know, 12 or 13, I'd, I'd, I really don't remember how that went, but yeah, it got bad in my teenage years. Yeah, that's interesting. So I, too, vividly remember the 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 counseling and the the therapy uh also playing different computer games and just having a guy talk and who who knows what the hell we said during that right but uh like yeah i think you're right we were very much in a trance um so i think that was i think you're dead on that you know whether someone told mom to do it or mom just like thought that it would be a good idea i think it infinitely helped uh for us at, at a young age right so definitely very thankful that that was something that you know she was able to do for us um but yeah i mean i can't imagine like having to again i don't know like what he told us but i can't imagine having to go through those emotions with nobody being there to kind of like let us talk or, or right. ask us those questions right and obviously you know we were both super fortunate with mom and I feel so especially because she lost her dad at the exact same age yeah, exactly. that I lost dad. And so I've always had that with her that she's I've always understood that she knew exactly what I was going through, like almost 100 percent. Yeah. Um, and so that's always been good. I've been able to 
talk to her about that. And, you know, it's never been a thing. Well, like you don't understand what it feels like because she does understand what it feels like. You can't use that on her. Yeah. So, no, but that was good. Like that was something that helped a lot for sure. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And I, I was going to allude to that point, too. Like, you know, the mom wasn't shooting from the hip during this. And if she was, like, she at least had some some experience and knowledge to go back on with the loss of her dad at a young age also, right? So I think, yeah. you know, that, that was infinitely helpful. Um, and I, I think I, I agree with you in, like, the, you know, the, the younger years uh, after, you know, like the, you know, 10 to whatever mid-teens it wasn't so much a factor right like it was just something that i think we had kind of handled and like we were growing up and you know that that was kind of it um but then i agree sometime in high school uh and then for me even to the point in college like things were just difficult right because uh growing up playing baseball or football uh really any team sport like kids dads were always involved right whether they were you know coaching or volunteering or uh whatever the case was like dads are involved in sports pretty frequently uh and seeing especially my friend group like their dads were always either like on the sidelines watching practice uh before picking their kids up or were volunteer coaches or were head coaches in some cases um and seeing that knowing that like you know, dad would have probably been there too. Uh, and him just never being there, uh, because he couldn't, um, you know, that, that always kind of hit, uh, especially after big moments, you know, like, um, this is silly now, but as a junior in high school, when the football team, uh, you know, when we, uh, you know, lost, to uh clarion and the you know in, in the district finals right like all the parents you know were like hey talking to their talking to their kids after the game like you know hey great season yada 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 and then like i didn't have that you know and so like that kind of like i don't want to say jealousy but like knowing just like oh man like you know where's mine you know uh, yeah, that's that's stung for sure. Yeah, and that's just one like instance, but you know, there's dozens of those over over the course of a lifetime so far. Where where it's you know, you know, in in college having dads weekends and everyone's dads flood in from all over the country. You know, I was fortunate that I had some you know good people that would that would come. You know, Uncle Russell came, uh, Dad's friend Greg came. Um, so I, I had like good representation and like good memories, uh, during those, but it still wasn't dad, you know, and learning to deal with that, uh, had been pretty difficult. And like, I would say for a long time, I just had like kind of gone numb to it. Um, and then through having those surrogates there, um, I think I've kind of like, you know, and being almost 27, I think I've like kind of like come closer to peace with it all if that makes sense but i don't know if there's anything now to like this day that you think uh you think of or like you know if there's certain things that just like trigger his memory um but i still catch myself from time to time like uh my promotion and stuff like i know dad would have liked to have seen that you know Um, yeah so things like that and still still bring him up into like clear picture every now and then yeah, for sure. So I I had this conversation sort of with uh, JT and Hallie, mm-hmm. our cousins. Yes. Um, this was, 
not not this most recent Christmas, but the the previous one. Uh, I was in Memphis, and the three of us got super drunk, <laughs> um, and then. And I don't think Hallie was of age, but we're not going to talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so afterwards, we went to uh, we went back to their house, and we we were just kind of hanging out, and we were talking about it because you know they lost their mom, we right. lost our dad, right? Um, At similar ages too. Yeah, they're they're a bit older, but yeah, but yeah. Um, but I said something to them about. And, and I, I think I, I don't know if you'll be able to relate to this sure. either uh, that it's hard for me to to miss dad anymore. I really don't have those sort of thoughts. Like I think about him almost every day, but I do that because right over my dresser, I have, you know, that that um that quilt with all of the photos of him and everything. And, yeah. you know, I, I think about him for various reasons, but I don't so much think about like, Oh, I wish he were here for this because I really didn't know the guy. Sure. All that well at all. Um, and yeah. And so JT and Hallie couldn't quite relate to that. And it's, um, yeah, it's, it's very interesting though. Like, like, of course I, I like feel this, this weird thing where I wish he were still a part of my life obviously but uh it's not something that that i i don't know necessarily feel like i'm really missing out on because i only knew him up until i was six and at that point you really don't know who a person is so like my whole idea of dad is based on what different people have told me about him or what you know right what i've what i've uh scene and home videos and stuff like that and so it's weird i have like this this very abstract uh thought of who he was which could be not accurate at all um so yeah i don't know if i made my point clear there at all but it's it's a it's definitely a weird thing like losing him at a really young age before i felt like i knew who he was as a person it uh it makes me feel like i don't I don't know. To say like I don't miss him is obviously not not a good thing to say. It's not really how I feel, but that's kind of the closest I can come to communicate that is that I don't um, I don't know what I miss. Yeah, Do you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I th- I think that's fair, right? And um, I think it's a, an interesting parallel. Like you know, someone could have you know experienced the loss of a parent. Um, talking about our cousins so close, like, you know, a couple of years different from the age that we did, uh, but have very different experiences about who they were and, you know, kind of what they, uh, you know, miss about them. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's impossible to tell what you're missing out on. Cause you just, you just don't know. Right. Uh, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I think, um, alluding to like the fact that you just didn't know him um i would almost say that like maybe we know him better than you know obviously not better than we would have if he was here but like we have the next best thing and i think it's through all those stories that people have told us right and one of the one of the things that i don't think i'll I'll ever be able to like thank Lori enough for right after his death putting together that binder of countless uh legitimately dozens and dozens and dozens of 
uh, emails that she solicited from dad's old friends and neighbors and, you know, ranging from uh, preteen to to post, you know, college, mid 30s, like just life, a lifetime of friends. Right. Um, and kind of just the stories that they chose to share the little like windows into their experiences of our dad. Um, and I, I think that's really insightful, right? Like the stories themselves tell you something about who he was or how people remembered him. Uh, but then it's also like the fact that so many people chose to share stories and that they chose to share like, you know, good memories even if some of them were simple and just like playing baseball in the cove as 10 year olds right like that's uh, one that sticks out to me too that story for sure yeah and it's just like you know what like you have a good idea of like you know who he was as a person and kind of what his principles were um and you know knowing that you can kind of uh you know guesstimate how he would respond to situations and if you really just kind of like apply some thought to it you know and that i think that book has been like so helpful in that and just getting an insight into who dad was at various times in his life um can you think of anything else that you know we've put together i know that your build day video video whoa build day videos (laughs) have been have been so great for me uh and I, i really just love like one watching you do what you like to do uh in terms of you know putting together a story and in you know making a a video of various substance uh but then also just like seeing like your perspective on how you remember dad or you know kind of what was going through but uh yeah i guess that's that's the question without a question mark so yeah (laughs) well i yeah thinking back on it i don't remember why i started that i guess i haven't watched back the only one that i ever watch is the last one i did the best from, one certainly uh, yeah from 2016 yeah um and so I, I i honestly don't remember i did it for like like four or five years i guess yeah um but the first one i i remember making i don't remember technically what like what's in it completely um but that one was just kind of about that tradition that we started where every every year on his birthday we would let some balloons go true which yeah. i no longer do because that's terrible for the environment but um <laughs> but it was it was like a nice thing and that's something that mom had us do for the longest time and that really helped like celebrate his birthday and make that a happy day yeah uh, which is why i started calling it bill day because um, it made me feel like we were celebrating something rather than mourning something sure yeah um but yeah, and then I mean, I remember making one about uh, my stuffed bear, William Bear, and yeah. how that all came about. And then I did one in my freshman year, my my only year of college, uh, a bit just about him being a freshman, where I I asked some people um, what he was like in college and what he yeah. was doing. So I talked to mom and Lori and and. Uh, I, I can't remember who else I talked to. I probably just took some some stories from the that book that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, basically, looking back on it, it seems like the reason why I started making those videos was to try to get a better understanding of who he was or at least try to, you know, communicate those thoughts sure. that I was feeling. Um, but, yeah, and then the last one, like, it was just so great to find those VHSs of the our home videos and just watch those and you know now now 
we've got them on DVD. I could watch those things all day. But uh, but yeah, that was that was the intention. I think. I mean, maybe I didn't know that when I started making them, but it was just good to kind of again turn that day into something that made me feel good rather than made me sad. And I think that's, even though I haven't made one of those videos in the past several years, that's continued on. Like I called mom this morning and I could tell that she was a little bit sad. And I was like, you know, today's a happy day. Like today doesn't need to be sad. It was his birthday. It is his birthday. Like this is a a good day. We don't need to be, there's nothing wrong with today. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And so that was that whole that was that whole thing, I guess. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I've kind of forgotten about some of those things that you brought up, like William Bear. Uh, what a what a like a a grief tool, right? Like you just you built that, and I remember some like really awful days, especially one after you left that guy in a little hotel when we were traveling somewhere. Oof, yeah, we yeah. were in, we were in Knoxville. Was it? Yeah, William Bear is somewhere in Knoxville, probably still. Man. Man, yeah, that that guy. Lo and behold, you don't have him. Like, I think Gus ate his eyes. uh, Our little dog ate his eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, he did. (laughs) I got another. I bought another one right after, and I still have that one. Yeah, yeah, you have sitting right here, actually. But William Bear too. Yeah, that's too funny. But yeah, I had kind of forgotten about some of those, and I think it's in, I, I think it's interesting how like you turned very you went like very internal uh, in like a way to like kind of like search for for aid or like uh, resolution, right? Like you know, creating these stories or you know, building the the idea of William Bear who has a little kid was like obviously very important to you. Uh, and I would well, feel- uh, so so not to like go over the William Bear story again. Yeah, but I do think it's really funny. So you were at space camp. Yeah, and we went to go pick you up or something. And at the gift shop, there was a bear. Yeah, a, a tie, you know, stuffed animal. Yeah, and I I ran back to mom and I was like, I need money. I have to buy this bear. <laughs> it reminds me of dad. His name. And think- she was like. Go ahead. No, the bear's name, I think, like on his tag was William, I think. Right, right. right. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't know that because it was sitting up on this like pedestal. And I was like, and it's it's wearing this little pinstripe suit with a red tie. And I was like, that reminds me of dad. I need that. And so mom let me buy it. I bought it by myself. She didn't come into the store with me. And and so I, I buy it and I bring it back. And she was like, your dad would never wear a pinstripe <laughs> suit. That looks that looks nothing like your dad. And then we looked at the name and its name was William. And I was like, well, there you go. <laughs> so I just think, I always think that's a really funny story. But then it did like it. Yeah. Like William Bear became like really important to yeah. me and yeah i, I had no idea have. he came from huntsville at the space camp gift shop or whatever yep that's exactly where the original william bear came the, that's why william bear jr came from ebay okay so. that's wild that's that's a great add-on um <laughs> what i what i was thinking is i always kind of like externalized that need right like i think uh and it's weird to kind of like think through this and talk through this and i hadn't thought about this right but um i feel like i always looked to other adult men to kind of not fill the void of dad right but to like provide that kind of like resolution of to here's what you know dads do for you right 
and I think it t- it took me a long time uh, to get to that point with Chris, and not at any fault of his own, right? Like that was a development issue. Like I saw him. I think as like a 13, 14, 15 year old trying to be a replacement and it took until it's I got not easy being a stepdad. That's no, for sure. For sure. Not he, he definitely has handled that role with grace and, you know, uh, appreciate it. Now early on, I was certainly not appreciative, you know? Um, but so he's one example, right. But then also like Papa Ron mom's, uh, adopted or not adoptive, but stepfather, uh, for her the only granddad we've ever known like has played a huge role in you know helping helping me grow up um some friends dads that come to mind like uh i feel like sean wolfinger was like you know in high school it's just always like a great guy always involved in sports like was just like someone that was just helpful and kind of like played that role to a small extent for me i would say uh, and there were several others that like, I'm, I'm not gonna name by name right but um, I think it's really interesting how how you approached it and then how I approached it. Just like three years difference in age, but like really very different in how we we handled this scenario or this situation that you know we've been dealt. Um, I think it's really really kind of interesting. That uh, is interesting because I yeah I don't think I ever did that. I never really searched for those male figures, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of that is because. I connected so strongly with mom yeah. and how she experienced the same thing I did. And so I'd never felt like I needed that necessarily. Sure. Um, not that I didn't miss out on having a father figure in, in that sense. Um, although Chris was really great for me, obviously I remember him, you know, even though Chris is very unathletic and if he <laughs> hears this, like he, he knows I'm not being mean, it's just the truth. But I remember him throwing like trying to help me practice to try out for little league and stuff like that you yeah know? it did um, not help hey i made it man <laughs> i made the team <laughs> i wasn't good but they they let me on the team yeah um but yeah I, I never really like sought out those those figures but that that is interesting i never really thought about that with you yeah yeah i had neither until you know you walked through i guess process. also i mean <laughs> You know, we fought pretty, <laughs> pretty extensively for most of our adolescence. But I also had you as a male role model. Like I, I specifically tried to do things that you didn't do. Like I did, didn't play football. You and did I the didn't complete play basketball. You did the complete opposite of anything I did. But that was one hundred percent intentional. <laughs> like that's why I started. I started wrestling because you were playing basketball. Yeah. And then when you started wrestling, I quit wrestling. Yeah. Because I didn't want to do something that you were doing. But I think that just shows that you were a role model, just in a way, or a you know a male figure I could look up to. Yeah. But just because you're my brother, I wanted to not do what you were doing. I wanted to go the the different route from you. That's so funny. But, so that could, that could be a difference too, though, or a reason why. I know. I wonder why we fought so much. Like now, I think like I can't imagine fighting with you that regularly, right? Like uh, I think we've really we've really solidified like that brotherly bond, right? But I wonder why why it was so like I just remember it being like vividly bad for such a I'm long sure- time. I'm sure I was pretty annoying, but I think a lot of that was just you. I'm going to play most of it on you anyway. Wow. Because I was always so much smaller. There's not much I could do. 
but yeah, I mean, like, like what? And I guess I haven't seen you since 2017, the end of 2017. No, dude, I saw you. I saw you last April. I saw you a year ago in Tennessee. Okay, yeah, you're right. But I I guess I was just thinking, when when was I in Japan with you? Was that was that Thanksgiving 2017? It was. But we spent we spent ten days together, and we were together the entire time. Yeah, and I don't think we had any fights. No, none that I can. I don't. We definitely didn't like punch each other, so that was good. <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. Uh, the last time we fought, though, and I remember this because Michaela was there, my girlfriend, uh, was at <laughs> was at Brett and Aaron's wedding. Um, but I think that was just because you were a little a little drunk, and I was probably a little drunk too. And we got into a bit of a tussle in the hotel room. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, probably because you were drunk. Okay, I, you can't just you can't shift the blame to me every time. Not every problem I is my though. fault. I totally can. Ah, uh, piss off. No, <laughs> I don't. All right. I'm not buying it, and no one listening is right. buying it either. So yeah, not. you're probably right. But what I'm saying, I wasn't trying to say anything bad. I'm saying that was the last time that we had a fight. And that okay. was, what, 2013? Like, that was a while ago. Yeah, I honestly have no idea when they got married. That seems like, for, was, seems like forever yeah. ago. I legitimately it was very long ago. I've slept since then. I don't know how long ago that was. <laughs> but um, So I guess to, to kind of come, like, full circle on this, what... Uh, over the past, you know, well, I guess it's been almost 19 years for you, 18, 18 years, 18 in June. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So for the past 18 years, what are some things that like maybe a, a highlight and a low point? Like what's the, the best thing that you think's happened in terms of like helping you remember dad and, you know, accept his loss. And then what's something that maybe didn't happen that looking back retrospectively you wish you would have had uh hmm well i don't know that's tricky i can say that it's it's taken me a while but um papa hayes's death has affected me more than i thought it would and again that sounds messed up he was 99 years old we had kind of been expecting him to die for like a decade but um, just because he said he was going to (laughs) yeah because he was like predicting every time every time we said goodbye to him it was like all right this is the last time i'm gonna see you but um so like when he when he did die i was you know i i guess i didn't feel I didn't feel surprised, obviously. I was sure. like, well, you know, he he had a really good run. No one really expected him to live to almost 100 years old. Right. But, um, but it wasn't until, like, it was a few months down the line that probably when Michaela's dad died, actually, that that kind of hit me, too, where it's, that was like, it felt like that was our last connection to dad. Like, our last, I don't know, that's not even true, though, but it, it felt... Just because he was a, a male haze, yeah, it felt like that was the last like kind of you know real bond to dad that we had, and also he looked like dad. It was, you know, it was kind of that whole thing. Yeah, um, but that even took me a few months to really process and kind of, I guess, grieve over. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like I've gotten through that now, but that was really interesting um, as far as like. 
the best thing goes or yeah i don't know i would just have to say i'm really glad that <laughs> i'm really fortunate that mom had the same experience cuz it it has been a continuing like it has been helpful throughout this entire process i can always talk to mom about that because she knows exactly how i feel yeah. um so that's been the most helpful thing for me i think i think uh you know at, and granted it's it's changed right but your idea to call april 10th bill day i think has been one of the the best things um and alluding to uh, you mentioned it earlier like the 2016 video being your your best or your favorite one um that anytime anyone starts to ask about dad or like uh you know what he was like or whatever i just kind of like stop the conversation and that video is just like here just spend four and a half minutes watch this and then you know we'll we can chat or whatever so i think that uh the creation of bill day and then specifically your most recent video um i think i've done a lot in the like the continuing uh continual resolution and like you know trying to bring some comfort when, when times are more difficult. So I think that's been a, a great tool that, you know, you helped, uh, helped create for us. I'm really glad. And also my favorite part of that video and the, uh, my favorite part of the whole home video that we have in general is you catching that fish. <laughs> <laughs> Not only are you so adorable, it's just like so nice to hear dad laughing and being like, it's kind of hilarious. Like, look what you've done, Brayden. Like, it's, it's so good. Like, I could just watch that on repeat. It's my favorite thing ever. It's like the tiniest little brim of all time, you know? Yeah, just <laughs> got him. It's, it's so, yeah, got him. And you're like, and like dad really framed that shot well like he gets the the fish in the foreground and you in the background and like it's just so good i love that so much like stoked i, I watched it again today and i was like man that's that's good stuff stoked i caught the fish but afraid to touch it hilarious <laughs> yeah you were really grossed out <laughs> yeah that's great i like that well man this has been cool this is we uh you know as often as we talk we don't talk this actually maybe never um yeah and i i think it's been a, a great uh great little insight into how we've both experienced the same thing so uh so differently and then where the the similarities have have kind of crossed and bridged too um i guess the the final point uh anyone going through a recent loss uh or for those in the future what would what would you recommend is like the the critical point or like the number one thing you have to do to to help uh through that process do you have one well so like i said michaela lost her dad in october right and um so yeah really i i don't have one because i've been i don't want to say i've been dealing with that but i've been here while she's been dealing with it yeah and i guess i would just say time like it it gets easier over time, but every day is going to be really hard for a really long time. Yeah. And there's really nothing you can do about it. So, I mean, I feel I'm happy or I'm glad that I can, you know, I share that experience with her and that I can sort of understand what she's going through. Yeah. Um, and 
I guess. But again, like it's it's tough because there's really nothing you can say or there's nothing you can do to make it easier. True. You just have to you just got to be there for people. And it's nice if if someone is going through something like that. I mean, it's it's you got to find somebody who's just there to support you. I think I think that's the the biggest thing, because, yeah, there's no magic trick to getting over that feeling. It just it gets a little bit easier every day, but it's going to be really hard for a really long time. Yeah, I think that's a great point. And it, it also helps helps me remember one of the the lasting impacts that, you know, losing dad so young has had is it's very difficult for me to empathize with people uh, experiencing loss. And I, I think that sounds pretty awful, but it's like, you know, seeing how hard people are hit. Like for me, I really struggle like remembering what it was like in the beginning, just cause it's kind of like made that, like, you know, that dull pain or that dull void for so long. <laughs> it sounds really bad to say in words, I think, but it, it has, that's been something that I have to like consciously try and remember. And then like, remember back 18 years ago almost like okay what was this actually like and how did how does this actually go and then how can I just be of assistance and not try and say anything because you're right there is really nothing that you can say or do uh, other than time so I think that's yeah that's pretty good but some I have to consider because it's definitely like my guttle my initial reaction is just like oh yeah that sucks like that happens you know and it's such a terrible thing to to say or how to react but it's like what what losing dad at nine has done i think so just consciously knowing that i have to i have to go back and kind of like suppress that initial reaction uh has been yeah has no been big. i feel that way too like for the longest time death didn't affect me which <laughs> sounds awful but you know with with um dad and tanya and even matt wolfinger to an extent yeah um that one not was that hard. i was close with him yeah that, that one, one was, was really hard, hard. And that was hard because just because of how it affected the community, not so much about how it affected me sure. uh, personally. Yeah. But um, those three deaths in my life at a all at a pretty young age have definitely made me feel numb to to death in general. Like that's why I think that it took me so long to kind of feel the you know actually feel what happened after Papa Hayes died. Like yeah. that's. It's, you know, when you get hit with those things in pretty, pretty rapid succession in just like the first few years of you kind of growing up and, you know, developing yourself, that can be really difficult. So, yeah, I I understand that completely. And, um, yeah, it just you got to be sympathetic to people because everyone handles it differently. And it, you know, no death hits the same way as another, I guess. I think that's fair. But all right, man. Thanks for. uh Thanks for talking through this. I, I think I think that's the wrap. Uh, the final note for anyone uh, listening and going through some stuff, like just understand Reese Reese's point that you know it's going to take time. It'll get harder before it gets easier. Uh, and and talk to someone, whether it's a, a therapist or a counselor or just a a good ear to listen. Um, but I think that's kind of it. But. Dude, I appreciate you taking your time out of your busy quarantine schedule uh, and, and being late to your to your friend's call uh, to talk through this with me. I, uh, it's it's been good. I think it's been one of one of our more substance uh, substance filled chats that we've had in a long time. Uh, maybe the only one we've ever too. had. So, 
Yeah, we have a very surface level relationship, I feel. <laughs> no. <laughs> that hurts. I'm just kidding. All right. Cool, dude. Thanks. Thank you. This was nice. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning in and listening to this week's episode of Industrious You, the podcast. It was a great time to sit down with Reese and really uh, chat through some of these things. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you take something from it. Um, if there's anything you want to hear or uh, want to talk about, let me know. But uh, other than that, have a great Easter weekend and uh, happy belated build day. Theme music by Patrick Petrikios.